You know, I always like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 63 of the Top Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to hop on into it. It is the Impact Rebellion episode of the Too Sweet Podcast. We're going to hop into that. We're going to break it down. It is a pay-per-view of the year candidate. I'm going to hop into that. We also have many topics to hop into before we get into that. So if you're here for Impact Rebellion, stay tuned for it. I'm going to get into it later in the show. I'm going to break it all down. We have a lot of things that happen on Raw and SmackDown as well. We're going to hop into that. So if you want to know where to find me, you can find me all of my links at link tr.ee slash two sweet pod that's the number two sweet pod that's link tr.ee slash two sweet pod find me on twitter at omg Corey b and at two sweet pod as well on my pin tweet i that's all my links as well on two sweet at two sweet pod excuse me you can find that as well on my pinned tweet so Let's not waste any more time. Let's hop on into this thing. We don't have number one spot this week, but we do have best thing, funniest thing, and funniest thing of the week. We're going to make it quick this week. Funniest thing of the week was Shane McMahon. He's in this promo on SmackDown, and he goes on. He's talking about Vince and how he's a national treasure, and he's talking about how Roman Reigns punched him, and he, <laughs> he said it was like defacing round much more the fool was trying to say mount rushmore and like at that point i'm like how do you mess that up like i just put hashtag rump much more and the jokes on twitter came around uh, raining down not just for me but we had plenty of people said who's on your rump much more <laughs> of wrestlers and i like shane mcmahon is a walking i don't want to say joke but it just it feels like something funny happens with him every week but moving on to the best thing of the week, we have two things at stake here. CM Punk made his return to wrestling kind of at a promotion uh, entitled MKE Wrestling under a mask. Did to go to sleep and it was interesting. Got the world buzzing and I got to say it's pretty cool to see him back in the ring. If he was under the mask and there's people debating that it was him under the mask. So that was pretty cool. And also... Dustin Rhodes is back and he will be facing his brother. The other best thing of the week, he will be facing his brother Cody Rhodes at Double or Nothing. And I cannot wait to see that. It was a cool moment. It's going to be a cool moment when those guys face off. It's not the marquee match, so I'm with it. And I cannot wait to see that Double or Nothing. So we're going to hop right on into this thing, to the topics. Kevin Owens. We got the heel turn from Kevin Owens. I mean, you know, we knew it was coming, but I'm got about to hop into that as well. We had Big O at the time. He was ringside for Kofi Kingston versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And we get down to it, and things are breaking down. And, of course, Kevin Owens is in the ring. Kofi Kingston is in the ring. He nails Kofi Kingston. He takes out Xavier Woods. And I got to say, you know, we all saw it coming, but sometimes... When something good and something obvious has to ha happen, there's nothing wrong with seeing it coming a mile away. And this had to happen because it is a good move for Money in the Bank. We needed a match. It is a good move and a bad move. 
I, and I'm going to get into that as well. It's a good move because we needed a match for Money in the Bank. There were no slated opponents for Kofi Kingston. There was nothing going on. They hadn't did any, hadn't done anything to build anyone up. So it was either KO or possibly Mustafa Ali. I mean, Daniel Bryan has an injury the last time I checked. So it had to be Kevin Owens. So we got a marquee match for money in the bank. I don't think this was a big enough match to save for SummerSlam. I'm going to get into a match about that that needed to be saved for SummerSlam later in this podcast. But this wasn't a big enough match to save for SummerSlam. And it needs to be on Money in the Bank. The bad thing about it is they have kind of booked themselves into a corner here because Kevin Owens can't really lose here because he's just come back and he came back against Dan Bryan. He lost that match. Technically, it was a triple threat match. He was on. The, he wasn't on the winning end. And here he is now. He has the big heel turn. He can't afford to lose this match either. So, and, but at the same time, while they've booked themselves to a corner, it's Kofi's first title defense. He can't afford to lose on his first title defense. So at the end of the day, I think this has to end in a screwy finish and a, a non-conclusive finish. I hate to see that, but it is what it is. At the end of the day, I'm happy that Kevin Owens is back as a heel. The big old stuff was entertaining. It was funny, don't get me wrong, but Kevin Owens is best as a dastardly heel. I want that guy that powerbomb machine gun Kelly off the stage. I love that guy. That's the guy I fell in love with, and I'm glad he's back. I hope they bring him back as that. Also, it's a great thing because I hope this brings back serious Kofi as well. Like, I, I get the New Day there. Fun loving games and they throw the pancakes, but when Kofi was serious went on his march to Daniel Bryan in that championship, it was compelling TV when he got in Vince's face. So I want Kofi, serious Kofi back, and I hope we get him back during this build all the way up into Money in the Bank. So we're going to the next topic, Charlotte Flair again, man. Like, okay, Becky and Charlotte's having a promo. They're going back and forth, doing the same old thing, doing the same old two-step. And out comes Becky, excuse me, out comes Bailey. And it's like, okay, Bailey's out here. Maybe Bailey's going to get the title shot. And Bailey gets serious. Like the serious Bailey that we saw when she beat down Sasha Banks. And I'm like, I, I immediately tweeted, yeah, Bailey. Because I like that Bailey. Like, where has that Bailey been? They have been bottling up that Bailey because they haven't been taking her seriously. So she comes out, she gets the match with Charlotte Flair, and, and throughout the match, I'm like, okay, they have to have Bailey win here. There's no other choice. And sure enough, Charlotte Flair wins. And we get the da 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 like oh my goodness man every time i hear that music i just want to put my head down and here's here's why here's why like i'm sick of bailey and uh, excuse me i'm sick of becky and charlotte man like how many times do we have to see this there is so much talent and i pretty much said this when charlotte flair beat oscar for the title there's so much talent back there and there's even more right now like, do I have to go down the list of Bailey, Ember Moon, Asuka? Even you can throw Liv Morgan in there as well. So much talent on SmackDown. And we go with Charlotte Flair again at Money in the Bank? Like, nobody wants to see that. I understand that it's going to be a good match. But at the same time, man, 
how many times do we have to do this it could have been a good match with anybody with bailey it could have been a good match with ember moon i mean this could have been a nice reset for charlotte at money in the bank she could have faced off somebody else this could have been a nice reset for becky as well and speaking of becky I, may, I need to find out where all of these people are that told me that, you know what, Charlotte beating Oscar is a good thing because, you know what, we need to unify the titles. And, like, okay, they didn't unify the titles. Where are those people now? Like, what was the point of taking a title off of Oscar? I know I'm taking a left turn here, but we Becky's defending both titles in one night. Like, if they're not going to unify the titles, then what was the point eventually becky's gonna lose one of them what was the point like i don't get that whatsoever so moving on we got bray wyatt and there's been a lot of conversation about this and i haven't even hopped into it yet i'm about to hop into it now so bray wyatt he debuted or re-debuted with this strange promo he is now the modern day steve from blues clues and there are a lot of people for it. There are a lot of people against it. And look, I thought it was weird. I got to say, right, I'm going to get right on into it. I ain't for it. Look, that's just what it is. I didn't like it. Because here it is. This is something that has a 50-50 chance of working. And I don't like, like, I like things to be certain and this ain't certain whatsoever given wwe's track record and given wwe's track record with bray wyatt something i may happen to later so there are a lot of people saying oh man y'all need to chill out give it a chance and like i'm i'm not here's the thing man you want me to give it a chance with i've seen all the things happen to bray wyatt i've tried to give bray wyatt chance after chance after chance and it has failed time and time again so a character that has a 50 50 chance of working look i'm just hesitant about it i don't even like it so i mean if people like it then you know that's good for them but i don't like it here's the deal Another reason why I'm upset, Bray Wyatt already had a good character. Like, the people loved his character, the people loved him in the ring, the people loved his music, the people loved his promos. There was nothing you need to, needed to change about it. And I hear people say that, you know what, it would be nice if Bray Wyatt took all this and turned into an evil person. And I, like, I get that, but here's the thing. You pretty much want him to turn into the character that he already was? I mean, at this point, if you're going to go down this route with this playful Bray Wyatt, then go all the way with it. You might as well go all the way with it. Because if you turn him into an evil person, you might as well have re-debuted him like that or as a tweaked version of his character. Because, look, man, here's the deal. This is not like Undertaker I re-debuting as biker taker at least that was a bad boy persona like with undertaker you can feasibly see that working out I, like i have a tough time seeing this work out like i i understand the character of bray wyatt he i, I believe in him he can turn chicken you know what into chicken salad and I believe in this guy. He Could he make it work out? Sure, he could make it work out. But he had a character that I was into and that I really believed could work. 
And at the end of the day, now we're at a 50-50 state of this thing that could work or maybe work. Bray Wyatt as himself, his previous self, all he needed was consistent booking. And he was a main event player. Looking at it with this, like, eh, I don't know. I'm not interested in it, but here's the deal. That doesn't mean that I won't give it a chance. I hear a lot of people saying, well, like, y'all are so negative. Look, I can be have my opinion and still be willing to give it a chance. I don't like it, but I'll give it a chance to see how it works out. Moving on to AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. This is going to be the match of money in the bank. And I got to say, should it have been saved for SummerSlam is my question. And... Here it is. AJ Styles won his matches on Raw. And I got to say, I thought it was going to be Barry Corbin. And I was shocked when AJ Styles won that main event. Look, this is a legit dream match. It is Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles. Or, or bigger. If you want to say that this is bigger than Styles and Nakamura, then I wouldn't argue with you, to, to be honest. It is a huge match. Looking at Money in the Bank, they could have done a lot of other things with Money in the Bank. Like, even with the people there, I said this recent Tuesday that Drew McIntyre, I would have gone with Drew McIntyre and Money in the Bank, and that would have been just fine with me to save this AJ Styles, Seth Rollins match. Think about all the first-time matches just in recent history where they make a big deal of it. It is a first-time dream match. It normally takes place, normally takes place at a huge pay-per-view normally now and like at this point i don't know what we're gonna do for SummerSlam because no other match really fits the build outside of brock lesnar again so help me god i hope they don't do that with brock lesnar but i don't really i can't really look at the roster and say that is a for certain main event marquee match unless they really build someone up can it be Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre or something, something? It could be, but it just does not have the cachet of Seth Rollins and AJ Styles at SummerSlam. And I really think that this is a match that I hope they don't burn it into the ground, no pun intended, when they have rematch after rematch after rematch. I really hope that it is well done and I don't want this to be labor on because this is not a match that you can do at SummerSlam now. Like, you can't have a series of rematches just like they had with Nakamura. Eventually, with Nakamura and Styles, it got to a point where I was like, oh, man, I'm sick of this. Because we have pay-per-view month after month after month, and it's like, I cannot do this month after month after month. They can't do this with AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. So we'll see how it turns out at SummerSlam. I'm pretty sure it's going to be an awesome match at Money in the Bank. We'll see how that turns out as well. So moving on to Impact Rebellion. This is going to be a pay-per-view of the year candidate, ladies and gentlemen. And I got to say that, look, man, I am very, very excited for this because I look at this card and I see, just like I said recently on the last podcast, I think it was, I see match of the night candidate down the card. Right now, it's just five matches. I'm pretty sure they'll add something as we get closer to the pay-per-view. But all I have is five matches to review here. And if it stays five matches, oh, I'm good with that. Because the NXT format is don't load the card with a lot of matches. Just 
make some matches and give those matches a bunch of time. And that is a phenomenal formula. And if they do that with this card, I will be all for it. Now, this if, if the thing holding you back from getting this is, I don't know if I'm going to get my money's worth. Look, trust me, you will get your money's worth with this pay-per-view. It is guaranteed. I can't do money back guaranteed, but it is guaranteed. I can guarantee you that this is going to be a phenomenal card. So, we got to hop right on into it. First, we have... Tessa Blanchard versus Gail Kim. And this has been a phenomenal feud. Tessa Blanchard feels that Gail Kim has robbed her for a title and has been robbing her ever since. And I love Tessa Blanchard. I've loved this feud. You know, Tessa Blanchard has gone to Gail Kim talking about how Gail Kim would have never made it in her era. Gail Kim's overrated. Tessa Blanchard is the best overall women's wrestler on the planet. From a wrestling standpoint and from a promo standpoint, I think she has Becky Lynch. That's just my opinion. But to this feud, you know Gail Kim ain't having it. So she's going back to Tessa. The most recent, <laughs> the most recent uh, segment with Tessa Blanchard going into Gail's husband's uh, restaurant and pouring fuel over everybody, uh, firing people. That was inglorious. I loved every bit of it. It was wonderful. So, looking at this match, Cecil Blanchard versus Gail Kim, it is going to be a phenomenal match. I'm very much looking forward to it. And, like I said, a match of the night candidate. At the end of the day, Tessa Blanchard will pick up the win here. There is no reason for Gail Kim to be winning here. Uh, she is coming back for one match. No reason to win here at all. Even though the storyline dictates that Gail Kim overcomes the evil heel, Gail Kim should not be winning here. Tessa Blanchard will indeed pick up the victory here. So moving on to the X Division Championship matchup. We have Rich Swan versus Sammy Callahan, and this has been one of them. Hmm. I gotta say, the best built feud heading into this card. And it is because, you know, the X Division normally doesn't have uh, a story, much of a story going into their matches. It's more about the action, less about the story. Well, this has been a pretty good story. Uh, Sammy Callahan wanted Rich Swan to join OVE, and Rich Swan denied him, told him that, you know what, I'm not with it, threw the shirt in his face, at one point he joined, and then he unjoined, I thought he joined for a hot second, and I was with it for a hot second, but we have had the back and forth with Rich Swan and Sammy Callahan, they had a match on impact for the X Division Championship. I thought Sammy Callahan was going to win it then. He didn't. Rich Swan picked up the victory. And here we stand at Impact Rebellion. They're going to go at it again. Sammy Callahan says that he's going to take everything, everything <laughs> from Rich Swan. And <laughs> I just really threw myself off right there. But I expect this another match of the night candidate. I expect it to be a phenomenal matchup surprised that there's no stipulation on this one but it is what it is it's still going to be an excellent match i expect sammy callahan to pick up the victory here surprisingly and get the win over rich swan so i expect it to be a phenomenal match i don't know how he wins maybe ove interferes and sammy callahan wins that way that's what i expect to go down at impact rebellion so moving on to what is I'm gonna call this a match of the year candidate 
already before the pay-per-view even takes place. Full Metal Mayhem, Pentagon and Phoenix, the Lucha Brothers versus LAX. This has been a phenomenally built storyline as well. LAX, the match at homecoming with LAX and Lucha Brothers was just insane, man. And like it was fast paced throughout the entire match. I didn't really like the ending at homecoming, uh, the way the match ended, but it was a phenomenal match nonetheless. And what I have liked the most and what, ha what I had been calling for for weeks when on my impact reviews, I wanted this feud to get personal. I was tired of the buddy-buddy stuff, handshaking stuff, and it has gotten personal with this feud between these two tag teams, and I love every bit of it. Every other week, you see these guys fighting each other and going at each other, and I love it. This all leads to a Full Metal Mayhem match to which I expect to be a match of the year candidate and I cannot wait. Who wins this match is the question. I think that's a legitimate question. I think if it's the last matchup of these guys, we don't know yet because they could, this field could go on and on and on. I am definitely going to go with LAX to pull off the victory here to become the champions again. And... Look, this match is going to be bananas, man. I am going to thoroughly enjoy this match. I'm just going to sit back, stretch out, put my hands behind my head, just stretch out and just watch this match. I cannot wait for it. It is going to be awesome. So moving on to the Impact Knockouts Championship match, we have Taya Valkyrie versus Jordan Grace. Uh, this feud has been decently built as well. Now, something I'm really looking forward to, and I'm going to get to it. Uh, this all got started when Jordan Grace won that number one contendership match over Tessa Blanchard. And in that match, I was shocked, man. I was like, okay, Tessa Blanchard is surely going to win this match and go on to face uh, Taya Valkyrie at, against, I think it was at Against All Odds. And Jordan Grace won the match, and I was like, whoa, Jordan Grace won the match. So, we had the matchup with Jordan Grace and Taja Valkyrie at against our odds. Taja Valkyrie pulls the fake injury. And here it stands. We are having these girls face off again. These girls have phenomenal chemistry, I must say. I, I enjoyed their matches. We'll see how this one turns out. I like I've been saying like I'm gonna say with every match on this card, it is a match of the true match of the night candidate. And this I'm looking forward to it. This is what I'm looking forward to is this is Jordan Grace's time. Look, you gotta put the belt on her. This is it. And I feel that way about the world championship match as well. I'm gonna tell you, this is it for Jordan Grace. And it's time for, the, for, time for them to put the belt on Jordan Grace. I believe they will. Jordan Grace will pick up the victory here over Taya Valkyrie. And look, man, it is going to be a phenomenal moment. Jordan Grace is a phenomenal wrestler. She's going to be a phenomenal face of the knockouts division. So moving on to what should be the main event of the night, the Impact World Championship on the line. Johnny Impact versus Brian Cage. Special guest referee Lance Storm. I think that's pretty odd, but the build here, Impact has done a phenomenal job. We had the, the non-conclusive finish at homecoming with the referee messing up the count. I don't know what went on there, but it was a bad look for Impact. And 
they turned a negative into a huge positive. They turned it into a storyline. So I gotta, I gotta give it to them now. I really like that. And they turned the storyline into Johnny Bravo being a cricket referee for Johnny Impact. So I like that. Brian Cage has been on a war path to get his title shot. And here it is. Brian Cage was tearing stuff up last week. And he eventually got down to Lance Storm being the guest referee. And I got to say that that seems pretty random. Lance Storm is the guest referee. Yeah. But I have no problems with it so long as they're bringing him in to call the match down the middle. And no extra stuff is happening here. No non-conclusive finish happens here. I'm good with it. So just like I said for Jordan Grace. This is really it for Brian Cage. Like, just send him to the back of the line if you're not going to put the championship on it on him now. I believe that the time to put the championship on Brian Cage was at homecoming. At that time, I was like, okay, it's time to put the title on him. Right here, I'm feeling like this is the final time for him it for so as long as he's in the company you have to put the title on the guy here or else like what are we doing here so looking at brian cage and johnny impact it has been a decent enough build a little bit of steam has been lost out of the feud if you ask me for as much as we built up and built up and built up to rebellion but what these guys underrated, what they did have at homecoming was a phenomenal match. It was a match of the year candidate. I'm being honest with you guys before the extra crap came into play. Before Johnny's guys got involved, before the ref stuff happened. It was a match of the year candidate. And I expect a match of the night candidate, possible match of the year candidate. So long as it's called down the middle, no extra stuff happens. These guys have phenomenal chemistry. Brian Cage is the bigger guy that can move around the new age big guy that can move around the smaller guys. Johnny Impact is very nimble as well. He's grown as a wrestler as well from his WWE days. I expect a phenomenal match. And I expect Brian Cage to pick up the victory here and become your new Impact World Champion. So, that is it for my coverage on Rebellion. Look, man, this pay-per-view, it has a Slammiversary feel. Slammiversary was the pay-per-view of the year last year for me. Uh, it, when, they, when they were building up to Slammiversary, you felt that something special was going to happen. And you just feel that something is going to something special excuse me it's gonna happen here as well it's in the rubble complex uh center in toronto I, I think that's in toronto but it's definitely in canada rubble complex in the same place where slammiversary was as well so i cannot wait if it turns out like slammiversary it is definitely going to be the pay-per-view of the year that's just my opinion so let me know your thoughts whether that's on slammiversary excuse me whether that's on impact rebellion or the topics that i jumped into uh, before I got into Impact Rebellion Breakdown, let me know your thoughts for that in the YouTube comments or on Twitter at the number two sweet pod. That's not T O O sweet pod. That's the number two sweet P O D or at O M G Corey.